Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. August 26th. We've got the fall vibes going on here on the 45th parallel. It is a gloomy, gray, drizzly, 63 degree day. It feels like fall and it has been the fall vibes going on around here. I haven't looked it up. It's only been a handful of days that we had a sunny forecast and had sun. And even a few days beyond that where the sun peeked through gray clouds. But it certainly feels fall. 60-ish during the day most of the month. And 40s, believe it or not, at night. We have had a little bit of the orange popping up on the maple trees. And it just feels like fall. I mean, I've gotten my socks out. I've had to wear a jacket. Kind of feels like September came early. But I'm holding off on getting my orange pumpkin and other fall themed home decor out and making myself wait until September 1st. I'm really, really going to wait because I'm hoping for elongated fall, but I don't want to rush it. You know, the back to school pictures are starting to surface on social media, looking at everybody's kids growing up. My granddaughters are going back to school this week. Oh, the local schools start, I want to say September 5th or so. So, That brings the new school year, brings the vibe of Happy New Year, right? That I feel more like New Year in the fall than I do in January. So January is kind of more like where I reassess what goals and new things that I tried in the fall. So I have kind of started the new fall things. I started with the thought that I didn't really get the spring cleaning done that I wanted to do. So I have really pushed because, you know, gardening season is really about done. The The garden is on its own. It's doing its last hurrah. And um, a killing frost will probably happen before I know it. So it do, it, it is doing what it does. And then um, in the spring... We do the total cleanup of the leaves and getting the garden all cleaned up and ready to roll for the season and all of that. So the fall, I don't do a whole lot because, well, by the time the leaves all literally fall off the trees, we're getting snow. So I decided to clean. I'm feeling a little bit better and I have had the bug to get rid of the dust in this house before the snow flies. You see, when fall hits around here, all of the animals start preparing for the long winter, and I am no exception. I feel like a little squirrel trying to get everything all nested and ready for the winter, because when the snow starts flying, um, you're kind of limited on a lot of things, like taking things to recycling, donation centers, or um, large garbage things. Because, you know, it's just really hard to when you're up to your knees in snow. Uh, 
I just want to remind everyone we get about 140 to 160 inches of snow on average winter. So it's it's legit, right? <laughs> I feel like I have to legitimize my fall squirrel-like behavior. So I decided to pull out a couple weeks ago all of the furniture in the living room. I did it on my own and do a good old Gretchen Rubin power hour at least one hour a day, Saturday and Sunday for the past two weekends. I mean, deep cleaning as much as I could. I oh, was so disgusted at how much dust had gotten underneath the furniture. I rearranged the living room end tables a little bit. And I think it looks neater and clean and it smells better. Kind of did a bit of wall washing and dusting where you put on. I have a mitt where I used a bit of furniture polish instead of just a feather duster. And I even swiped all the knickknacks with a cleaning for glass and everything was sparkling and smelling ever so much better. The cobwebs had started again. And I got my long telescoping wand that I bought from Amazon with a microfiber end. Yeah, cobwebs, dust. Oh, yeah. Now, the next thing I want to do is the window treatments need to all be washed or put in the dryer if they're not able to be washed. But I need help. And our um, stepladder is broken. It served its 30 years and now we need to get a new one and I'll need some assistance with that. So that started it all. And then I started to delve into how did I keep this house clean in the past? How did I do it when I was raising children? Albeit there are times where it still was a disaster and it always weighed on my mind until about... 25 years ago at the dawn of the internet. Do we remember that time where the internet was young and I devoured all things new and trying to keep up with technology. And I loved looking up blogs and websites. And I was in a time period about that time where my youngest would have been in preschool and my oldest would have been a tweener and we were getting busy. I've always worked full time and I remember just trying to keep up. How did I do it? Well, I discovered the fly lady system back then and it also reminded me of training that I went to when I first became a nurse. The hospital had us do seminars, um, like full day seminars, periodically on time management. And it really focused on the time management as well as the fly lady on your goals, breaking things down into simple steps and manageable steps consistently. And I have taken that throughout my whole life. And so I thought, you know, I remember the fly lady having an app and I took it off my phone because my old phone ran out of memory and I took off apps that I wasn't using. And I had kind of committed the fly lady system in my own modified way. But I've fallen off that over the last few years, not keeping up with the zone cleaning and the weekly blessing. She calls it weekly home blessing. Um, I had kind of reverted back to doing everything in a power hour on the weekend. And I can't do that anymore. It's exhausting. A funny thing happens on the way to your 50s. And now, um, you know, a few years I'm looking at my 60s. And I, I just need to change the way I'm doing things with my long COVID health problems and the energy problems that I have and all of the things. And there's good days and bad days. However, Fly Lady's mantra is we can do anything in two minutes. Even when we're sick, right? We can do a lot of things in two minutes. And I was cooking in a few minutes. I would, I mean, I never stopped doing those things. And I was like, I'm going to go back to basics. I always do that. 
when things get out of control, I go back to the basics. And that's really where Fly Lady comes in. She says you start with shining your sink. Clear off the counter, do your dishes, shine your sink every day. And I started slow over the last couple of weeks in reworking my routine and checking off the list that is pre-populated in her app. The Fly Lady app is great. You don't have to think about a thing. So what's beautiful about all of this is this week, the zone was master bedroom. Now I didn't get into all of the things because that's what her point is. This is a long-term marathon type system, like cleaning all the surfaces. Sometimes it might take you a couple of rotations through each time you go through the zone about once a month. So this first week was getting as much done like I did in the living room of cleaning, dusting all the surfaces, getting the floors done, getting anything out of there that shouldn't be in there. You remember my long arm is also in my master bedroom. So there's some things that I still need to work on with things that don't belong there. And I'm hoping to finish that this weekend because Monday we start the new zone, which is the living room. Ha! I've already deep cleaned the living room. So I don't have to move all the furniture, but I can do the next level things. So that's where the master bedroom is. I worked on things, but the next time we go through the master bedroom, I'm going to start going through the drawers of the dressers and not hitting all the closets. But you know, you do it in increments, 15 minutes a time. So I feel really good about it because there are certain things that had gotten off schedule like my routine schedule for changing the bedding and we were buying pillows on a little bit better schedule. We need to do that. I cleaned the windows, but the window treatments, again, I'll need help with getting them down. But I feel good. I didn't check off everything on the list, but I got more things done than I anticipated because you can get a lot done 15 minutes every day instead of trying to cram it all in. I I really have to say that the Fly Lady system has really, really been an integral part of my life and trying to keep myself managed in this house from getting totally out of control. But where I'm at now is in the decluttering part. So I started watching Diane in Denmark again, and she puts up a weekly video that's like 10 minutes about just going through decluttering as you go. Decluttering means things you don't need anymore that serve no purpose, that you don't like, are either worn out or broken, or just need to move on. And we know those things when we see them. Now, I'm not going through every closet, but I'm as I go through my travels in my house, I am definitely noticing more. I have reset like the lens of which I'm looking at things and seeing all the stuff that I really don't want anymore and the things I don't need and formulating a plan on how to get it to goodwill or how to incrementally as I find it put it in the trash trash bag a week get it out if it's broken or no good and it's it's really helping me to let go and preparing myself for the deep dive this winter in the sentimentals. You see, something else happened in August in the housekeeping department, and my daughter had a wedding anniversary come up, and she wanted to know if I still had her wedding dress. And I said, um, no. No, you took the wedding dress, the prom dresses, all that. She goes, no, Mom, I don't have them. And I still can't find them. It's been a couple of weeks of me looking. I know they're in this house. And I think now I've poked around a few closets because they're very dusty and dirty. And I found out that there's a lot more stuff in there that I can easily start getting out and staging for spring cleanup and donations. You know, that I don't know where it is. And maybe there's two little closet storage spaces 
behind the long arm that I have not been able to get into yet. And I'm, I'm going to try to get that cleaned up enough and a rig to pop open the door behind the long arm enough with the flashlight to look. But we're looking for the wedding dress. I'm looking for my original wedding bands. Do you remember the story? I put them a box in a box years ago and I can't find them. They're in the cl a closet somewhere. But the sentimentals, they are so hard because, you know, it brings all the memories and the reasons why we don't want to go through these things because you don't want to experience the emotion. Or maybe like I have a lot of kids toys yet and I am beanie babies and all of those things. My Boyd's Bear collection. Do I need them all? I don't even know how many I have anymore. These are things I need to deeply assess. And then a little at a time, because you know, really the whole purpose of me doing this is um, I expect to put this house up for sale within four or five years. This is not a house I can age in place. And no matter what happens, whether we choose to stay on the 45th parallel or move, I am definitely not staying here. And I am at a point of Swedish death cleaning mentality of letting it go so that I don't have to do it all at once in a crisis management style. So that is my motivation. And I figure, you know what, every year I put it off, I'm not getting any younger, and it's only going to get harder. Now, there are certain things I'm going to consult with my adult children of whether they would like me to save it. Put, I have a storage unit, and there's no reason why some of these things can't be boxed up properly. Some of these toys that are plastic toys, hard toys, it could be stored there, you know, as we travel in life. So, you know, it's coming along. So anyway, the biggest thing is I have really enjoyed the, the Fly Lady app. It's been updated and modernized and it's really very useful. The other thing is I signed up for, it's a organizational headquarters virtual event. Now I talked about this on Saturday morning coffee and I'll put the link to Saturday morning coffee in there because I talk about this topic uh, probably a little bit more in depth in my writing, but I also have the links and all of the people that have been very influential in the cluttering, cleaning, organizing, and plus a lot of people I don't know are going to be there. Clutterbug is going to be there. Diane in Denmark is going to be there. A lot of people who follow the Fly Lady system, probably a lot of, um, oh, Jennifer Maker is going to be there and she's doing a talk on digital organization. I totally love her cricket stuff and her craft summits that are in a format like this where it's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Everyone gets like 45 minutes and you can watch that video on your own time, but they're only available for 24 hours and then they're gone. Now you get a lot of information fast. There's usually freebies involved, like you can download things. Um, but the whole thing of it is, is a lot of times they're trying to sell you this. Would you like a lifetime of being able to access this information? Now, I've taken lots of these types of classes and they're extremely well done, organized. I've never taken one that ran into a lot of glitches. You just have to understand you only have 24 hours. My tip is sometimes I listen to them at two times speed. And then if it's very interesting or they're in a segment that I'm super interested about, I slow it down. The other part is you don't have to listen to everybody. You get a menu or a syllabus of what each person is going to present. And if it doesn't apply to you, don't listen. Oh, did I tell you that it just so happens that the three day event is on the vacation I planned in September. So it's great because I was going to go to the Grand Rapids Quilt Week and spend a lot of money and stay in a hotel and do a week, you know, the whole uh, AQS quilt show, but it did. I, number one, I don't have the money to spend, nor do I want to. And they didn't have classes that were vibing with me. And I don't think I have the strength to do that anyway. So I'm signed up for that. I signed up for another freebie um, class that's more about 
um, I don't know why I signed up for it. It just sounded good. Etsy shops and printables and all kinds of things. I found this lady on YouTube who's teaching. I might just listen to hers. We'll see if it's not. And it's either, it's free. And if you get going with it and it's like, mm, no, this is not what I thought it was going to be. You don't have to watch it. So pretty exciting stuff for my mind shift of breaking things down to back to basics with housekeeping and getting the momentum going again of my long-term project of getting rid of things and asking myself every time I look like right now I'm looking at something that's a piece of art on a wall that I don't want anymore. I've had it for probably 30 years. It is of no value, is of no sentimental value. I don't really want the frame, the glasses in good shape. Oh, somebody else might like it. It will make a lovely thing to donate to either the Salvation Army or Goodwill. So on to the next, which we're going to do the Our Creative Souls what have I been working on in the crafting department? I haven't been doing much. Um, I put a pause on all of the mixed media things that I was doing just because I've been doing the power hours of cleaning my house. But now I'm down to just doing 10 to 15 minutes a day on that. And part of my self-care on weekends is going to be doing things, especially on a Sunday afternoon, where I just want to do something different from needlework or quilting and that's going to be using up my craft stash this might be mixed media painting it might be other media but I in the fall of theme going here found a back to school display at the grocery store and I bought a very inexpensive composition book and I've been following EB Mixed Media on both Instagram and YouTube and she gives some great ideas on how to use inexpensive products to experiment in these composition books and making a everyday experimental art journal. So I'm going to start that today and I'm going to keep making pages and watercolors and all of those things on some of my more expensive papers, which may or may not end up in this particular art journal. But that I'm gonna get going today. Now, cross-stitch usually comes in the Art Creative Soul segment, and I have been really working on my temperature cross-stitch. It is all caught up. I am shocked, I'm shocked I tell you, how much hot pink is on my temperature cross-stitch. Do you remember a couple of months ago when I was doing the planning for the colors, the high temperature of 85 or higher, I said, we hardly ever get that many days in a summer. Oh boy, there's been a lot of hot pink, but not so much in August, but earlier this year with different, we're having different um, heat and temperature patterns. And it's interesting to watch as I do these annual temperature project. So this cross-stitch project, I picked the temperatures where we hit the most is in teals and blues and greens and hot pink, I thought was perfect for excessively hot days. There's a lot of hot pink on this temperature stitch. <laughs> it's half square triangles arranged in 361 half square triangles in a square and then it's going to be 2023. 20, the last four days will be the temperature will be stitched in those particular colors for the day. I saw inspiration on in Pinterest and I made the pattern up. It's not hard to figure out how to do a half square triangle in a cross stitch by looking at pictures online. So no pattern out there for this one. For me, I also got the pistachio 14 count green um i think it's i don't know what company it is but it's the called for fabric that fat quarter shop floss tube is used when they revealed their halloween 
what it what mystery stitch along and it is a freebie so you the mystery has been revealed it's not a mystery now but you can certainly download haunted halloween and i have all the floss and i have the pistachio background it really looks more like uh greeny dark green like halloween sky and it's hand dyed so it's modeled it really is a nice um it's a nice fabric and it's a nice splurge and i put it in a brand new project bag that fat quarter shop has that i was gifted by a dear friend and they are mesh bags that you can see through but it has the plaid on it and now i happen to watch part of a fat quarter shop floss tube this week and they had the lady who has these bags that they order them from her and she also has patterns for projects you can use to stitch the on the bags themselves the mesh is a perfect even weave and you use pearl cotton i've really had fun watching that and was pretty inspired not going on my list of things to do today but Thank you for the bag, um, my friend. It's a lovely project bag. And the other project bag I got was one of the Lori Holt style project bags that was sewn by hand by Barbara. And thank you, my friend, because all of my temperature cross stitch stuff is in that project bag. I love having bags that were designed for cross stitch instead of me stuffing them in other project bags I had that were for like portable quilting and knitting projects. I dumped a few and oh, but these are zipper tops. Phenomenal. And I have learned I love having charms on the zipper pulls of these bags because with my fingers being the little arthritic fingers that they are, it really is nice to have that pull to grab it and open it easily. So I thought they were just for decorative value, but there's actually other reasons why having these zipper pull charms are very, very helpful. So on to the quilting segment of the show. I have been working on, since August 1st, the hexagons of English paper piecing. 100 Hexies, 100 Days on Instagram as hosted by So Foxy Mama. I have done this um, 100 day challenge, if you will, before. And it really is great because you get to see everybody on Instagram who participates. You can check the hashtag out and look at all of the fun things. I am not following the weekly suggested ideas, but the overall theme for this particular 100 days is flowers, which is perfect for all of the things I started last year before I got sick with COVID. I had purchased a whole bunch, let me refresh your memory, of remember the Liberty Splurge and I got the Tana Lawn squares from an Etsy shop and then I actually had cut out a whole bunch of one inch hexagons and I use um, school glue stick by Elmer's and it's washable and it's great because you can it's very inexpensive and you can make your basted hack pa paper piecing hexes with that whoa that was a tongue twister and I had a whole bunch of them made but then I didn't realize I got the whole English paper piecing box out I had bought I believe eight charm packs when Green Fairy Quilts had a sale last year and I bought all of the Liberty um, charm squares that Riley Blake has purchased that right. And they resized the patterns a little bit, maybe colorized them in a little bit different color scheme, but they're larger on five inch. And I am using the five inch charms in making more English paper piecing basting hexes. I'm also sewing them all in a grandmother flower garden arrangement. And I've made several already over the month that are already sewn. And the flowers are um, 
wonderful with all of these Liberty of London fabrics, totally inspired by Kate of The Last Homely House. And I'll give a shout out to her YouTube channel. I love it. And I binge watch hers periodically. Like I won't watch them for a couple months and then I'll watch them all. She went to Quilt Festival in England. It's a big quilt show. And the English paper piecing project that she finished last year was in the show. And I thought it was um, all Liberty. She has made Liberty ones, but I'm not sure that one was Liberty. But she just has some beautiful things made with Liberty. That was my inspiration for buying it. But this particular quilt, I think, might have been made by um, Kay Facet Quilts. Now, I'm not, you can watch the channel to figure it all out. However, she met Kay Facet himself and Brandon at the quilt show. Oh, I'm fangirling here. It was wonderful. And I just, I love her channel. She's gone um, 100% pro on it. And then she separated out her gardening to a gardening channel, which, you know, I like it when everybody puts them together, but I've been watching both. They're delightful. Totally, in my opinion, must watch YouTube stuff. So I've been working on English paper piecing and it works out perfectly because it's an evening thing for me. And I can continue to sew a little bit and make every day, but I don't have the brain capacity to do it in the morning and in the evening, I am too tired to do anything safely other than handwork. Now, somebody this week put a great pattern out who is a sponsor for 100 Hexes 100 Days. And they're making English paper pieced bowls. And they have like this big collection of six or seven sizes that are all... I think hand sewn and they're stiffened with some Pellon product. I think I might have to download that. I'm just like so fascinated with it. I'm like, I may only make one, but I want the whole seven set nesting bowls. I don't know why it just do. And I, it's one of those things that, you know, I totally get now why my grandmother's all crocheted a billion afghans because you can sit there and kind of mindlessly do it and I love the evening mindless stitching. So the last thing on my thought for um, projects to get back out is the um, elementary wrap but I digress. Let's go back to sewing quilts. So the hexagons is going to go for, we're only one month into it. So I got several weeks to go. I'm sure I'll talk about it again. And, um, oh, I see. I'm looking at my list. There's one thing that I started new with the hexagon project is um, Leah, who belongs to the My Creative Quarter 3 group, has had a fabric by Celtic dreams that are hexagon that you cut out and then you based it right on a hexagon and I took me a while with my Cricut to get it out measure cut mm, see if that's how big I want it but this winds up being um, I believe I finalized at a 1.75 inch per side you could go much bigger um, but that's that encompasses the Scottish themed fabric. Oh my gosh, the fabric is so cute. There is Highland Coos, which are Highland Cows, um, two or three of them. There's thistles and flowers with bees. There's Celtic knots. There's just, it's lovely. And so I like the larger size. I've never done um, English paper piecing with hexagons this big. But Leah said she's going to put hers together to make a pillow. I decided to splurge and I bought a whole yard of this fabric. I may do more of a quilt to hang on my door in English paper piecing. 
um, I have lots of tartan scraps and I thought, wouldn't it be fun to try to, they're wool. I know it's mixing cotton and wools, all the no-nos of quilting, but this is English paper piecing, hand stitching. And if you don't go with a massively large quilt, you could probably do very little quilting or some machine quilting. You know, you don't have to worry about it stretching if it's a pillow or a little wall hanging or a table runner, you know, those kinds of things. So Celtic Dreams, it comes in several different colorways for the backgrounds, but the themes are all the same. And of course, I picked purple and greens because they're my favorite. The other thing I did this week in the quilting department was I was gifted another pattern by a dear, the same dear friend that sent me the zipper bag. Thank you so much. Um, and it is Lori Holt's Stitchy Star Quilt Table Runner. So last year, Lori Holt um, had a pretty successful quilt along with Fat Quarter Shop called Stitchy Stars. It wasn't a quilt along. It was a stitch along. It was cross stitch. And Kimberly did it in colorized by Lori for Christmas. And I did that stitch along lovely and now Lori has expanded the coloring to four seasons and made a quilt pattern and starting in September is the fall colorway for the actual quilts. I'm very excited about this. It's seven of my favorite things to make in quilting and that is stars. They are traditionally pieced and the table runner itself is 16 and a half inches wide by 79 and a half inches long. And I love it. I love it so much. Even though I think it's a little long for my table, I don't care. I'm definitely making the fall one. And I pulled the scraps from my stash for a fall colorway of orange, greens, reds that remind me of the colors of nature. And I decided that I did not have a background fabric that I like. So I picked one, which got me to looking at my other work in progress quilt, which is a Lori Holt pattern and a quilt along, a year long quilt along with Fat Quarter Shop. And it is the So Scrappy Spools. I decided I don't like the background fabric that I picked. Now the blocks are all brightly colored. Now the spool part is supposed to look like wood and Lori picked a tan and white background. I picked a tan background in a dark brown spool and I put on my Facebook group. That's why I love this group so much. You can put questions out and you get loving answers and not critical things. And I'm like, I don't like this and I don't know why. And somebody, I'll let that person be anonymous. Um, privately messaged me and said, it's because in Lori's design, it's dark, medium, light. The dark is what the blocks are, which is the thread of the spool. The wood top and bottom is her medium and the background is the light. And I'm like, that's exactly what's wrong. That's why I'm dissatisfied with my color choices because it doesn't look like Lori's and it's not as harmonious. So the background fabric that I picked for the upcoming quilt along, I thought I'll use that back. That is the spools. It's a burlap color and I found it on Angel's uh, quilt shop and I think it will work. And if the, you know, beige tan is too close and not enough contrast that I had picked out originally. I found a lighter color background and I have a white that I could use just like Lori did a white. So I am thrilled. This is the beauty of doing quilt alongs, especially ones that are longer term. You can look at your choices, especially for backgrounds and things and things that you don't like settings and sashings and buying, you know, borders, you can go, I don't think what I originally had in my mind's eye vision is working out. And I only experimented by doing 10 
of the blocks with the spool and background and it was dissatisfied with it and put it away in timeout to think about it. And I'm like, that's why I don't like it. It's too dark of a spool and too, it's just not, it's not following that design rule. But the beauty is that brown will go into the fall table runner and I will use every fabric that I have it, I didn't buy it. I was using from my stash. And I want to tell you, when you do stash quilts or scrap quilts, don't settle. My mom and I have talked about this at length. When you settle, you are dissatisfied with that quilt and you wind up procrastinating or getting to the messy middle part, which is where I'm at with this spool project, going, I don't like it and I can't put my finger on why. It's because I settled on the idea of what the background and sashing fabrics were going to be. And I don't like them, so I'm going to take those apart. It's easy to take apart. Just four seams to pull off the 10 blocks and it will be well worth doing because I will like the choices better. When you don't, when you don't have things like in a production line rushing, um, this is why I don't like cutting everything up at the beginning. And I like to cut as I go blocks at a time because you can change your mind and they aren't already cut up. And when you're only doing things in 10 or 15 minute increments, these blocks are only four or eight a month that don't take that long you can really assess and think about and be very intentional and mindful about what you're doing. When I try to do things in more of a production line, it's just, you know, you just get like, oh, I settled and I'm not as satisfied with the project. Trying to be more intentional and live more mindfully. So that's my plus plus for why doing quilt alongs are so great and why belonging to you know a group of people that you trust to give you good advice is always good because you can put it out there and I love people who give me honest and what's the word I'm looking for constructive criticism about things it didn't hurt my feelings at all that explained why I was dissatisfied with it. And when I always have people like at work give you the yeses on things and you're like, come on, I just want an honest opinion or I want to brainstorm. I want to bounce ideas off. But you got to have a relationship with people before you can do that because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So thank you for letting me understand why. And as I am getting back on my feet with quilting and sewing after being so sick for a while, which I know you get sick of hearing about. But this is part of my rehabilitative process is making things. And it's been a long haul to be able to visualize my choices. And you have to practice that creative muscle. And I've been rehabilitating that through a lot of visualization exercises and meditative practices that help you visualize and use those areas of the brain. So it's coming back. I'm very, very, very happy to say. So I've changed from the rehabilitative process that's taken up most of my time over the last year to getting back on a being healthy. And that's where the fly lady system and cleaning and decluttering that I opened the podcast with to doing my summer, um, my summer project. Do you remember that? And I really have integrated the summer project, which was of music, meditation and making. And that's when the mixed media stuff started. Well, the making has been integrated into part of my routine of spending mostly that on the weekends and making in the evenings. Meditation is happening in my morning routine with the 10-15 minute light fly lady, 10 to 15 minute of exercise a few times a week and doing my journaling and those processes in the morning before work. 
sometimes I do the journaling midday or in addition to midday, because sometimes you just need to sit with things and process them, especially at work, but the music. So I was practicing my mandolin a lot and it's still kind of too hard to do of bringing the hands and the mind together and bringing up the language of music and orchestrating all of the mechanics of that. And I did much, much better as time went by, but I also decided that, okay, I'm going to try playing my little keyboard, which I'm not a pianist, but I like to do some simplified chords and play melodies, da, da, da. And I have an old book and I just kept playing those tunes and that still, some days it gives me literal headaches after doing that five to 10 minutes. It's, it's a lot. I don't know if it's like brain stress or if just it, I'm not ready to do that yet. It's kind of how I am interpreting that. And I had a pulmonary function test, which wasn't normal, hundred percent normal, but it wasn't horrific, but it, the respiratory therapist gave me some great ideas about how to train my breathing how to control my breathing, like when I'm talking and doing the podcast, using my medications appropriately, stretches and exercises, just to get my lungs back in shape. And she said, humming and singing were great exercises to do in addition to some of the other things that we talked about. And I thought, aha, this is a great moment of me being able to incorporate music because I can pick out the tune on my keyboard or the mandolin if I want to do ear training for the music, but it's mostly right now about the mechanics of singing. I am not a singer. I sang in choir in high school, um, youth group and in church, and I've always loved singing, but I am not a singer, let's say. But singing, anyone can sing, and singing is fun, and I love music. And this is like something that's new and fresh to me. I've never taken vocal lessons, but you can find anything on YouTube. And I found several music teachers that went right back to the basics and the very basics of singing, breathing, controlling your your voice, not using all the accessory muscles that are exhausting me. That's part of why I'm tired all the time because breathing is still not easy for me. And this has been helpful and it's exciting. And I'm having a lot of fun just doing a couple minutes at a day, really practicing the mechanics of singing. And hopefully um, by the end, I might be able to sing a scale or a tune at home in private with nobody listening and just singing my heart out kind of like dance like no one's watching sings like nobody is listening it's really been fun so I want to say that um, I really really have enjoyed these new to me things they've been exciting they've been trying to get me out of the funk that I've been feeling bored and restless because, you know, traveling and doing a lot of strenuous things. I did a few things, but I'm trying not to overdo it, especially as we enter into cough, colds, and flu season. I mean, we do have a lot of exciting things planned for the fall, like a car race and a football game. And my husband has a few Highland games planned, the quilt show in September but it's cough, cold, and flu season, and I am going to be careful. So I would like to end the podcast with thanking my supporters who are buying me virtual cups of coffee. And I want to say a special thanks to Gail, Barb, and Diane for all of the coffees that you have bought me and for the support. I would also like to thank those who have sent me happy mail. It was a shocking surprise. And this week I got the project bag. I can't thank you enough. And for that anonymous gift giver, I would also like to thank everyone who has taken the time to leave me a comment on Saturday morning coffee, which is my Saturday blog post and the podcast show notes 
as well as my Instagram account. Thank you all so much for the comments. I am focusing um, more time on making short video like reels and YouTube shorts versus long format things um, just because of time and I'm finding much more enjoyment. And that's part of my whole theme, I think, for my fall is really looking at time management, back to basics and doing those things that I enjoy doing, not just for the sake of doing it, because I enjoy the process. So let us all find those mindful moments. And my mindful moment is sitting this morning in my house with the gray day. I lit a tea light candle and I put my diffuser on this orange clove sandalwood. The light is gently changing a little bit later every day and just enjoying the peace and quiet of the house and drinking my morning coffee. That is that they call them mindful moments. Some people call them glimmers throughout the day. And I enjoy those glimmers and moments where you can just savor the moment. And mine usually happens around having a cup of coffee in the morning or my afternoon cup of tea. So I'd like to thank everyone for listening. I hope that you have a most fantastic week and you can find all my information um, in the show notes on my website, as well as information regarding my social media that you might want to find uh, my Instagram account and see some of the things I've been talking about or watch a reel on Facebook or Instagram or even the virtual cup of coffee. Thanks for your support, everyone. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a most wonderful day, a fantastic weekend, and time in your day to find those moments of lingering and savoring. I'm going to get ready for the kickoff to the college football season. I just heard the church bell in my neighborhood chime 2 o'clock, which means at 2.30 is kickoff. And I'm going to enjoy my afternoon cup of tea. Everyone, quilt on. <laughs>